0: the baller. My life is more than money and journey. Stories story so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't got to tell dog. I know I'm this behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music Zach to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home laugh Behind the ball. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? You are listening to the world famous, the award-winning behind the baller podcast i got a brand new episode coming to you hot direct from tokyo japan your boy is here the country is open went through three months of getting a motherfucking work visa but yo we are here i'm your host ben baller not ben humble aka the korean godzilla aka the wash lord aka the Forrest Gumpy hip-hop aka the korean john cusack yes indeed this is a dust brothers production That would be Miles Davis and Jordan Winter, the eight-time podcast producers of the year. Original music by Lakey Lake and that theme song by Illegal Cartel, BTB Army. We are in Tokyo. Let's motherfucking go. So guys... I may fuck around and move here. Like, phew, I got to be careful what I say because I know I'm with a lot of people that are sensitive about, you know, how they make moves and shit. But um, my boy, Lucas Sabat, just moved out here. Uh, I've come out here. This is like my 38th trip here. I had to count it down and think about like through, through pictures and shit. And I'm out here. We out here in motherfucking Tokyo. And like, it, it's just been and fucking amazing experience. I've been out here, let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I've been out here for five days, out here for another three days, and I've been making the most of my trip. I really ain't had no time to just kind of kick it. There's been an hour or two here and there. The jet lag situation ain't really that bad. It kind of kicked in here and there. I'm kind of feeling real decent right now. It is now Monday, Tokyo time. Monday morning, uh, it is currently Sunday night in the States, but I had to get this show in now because I got the Kid Cudi show and I'm with Cudi all day today. So I've been fucking running around and uh, he's got a sold out show here. And um, yeah, man, it has just been an amazing time, amazing food. Let's just get the fuck into it. I'm gonna try to mix it all up. I got my boy, Sup Doc. He's coming on the show. He's gonna spit a little something for a little bit. Fucking amazing. First of all, let me start off by saying the exchange rate right now is absolutely nuts. Air Force Ones, Jordans, shit like that, that would normally be 150, 160, they're like $88 now. You're getting like almost 50% off everything. Our dollar is so fucking strong here right now. And unfortunately, the economy is kind of bad, but because they just opened up, all the hotels are either sold out or their rates have gone up 300%. Big shout out to fucking uh, Cause and Murakami for giving me the plug to the Grand Hyatt. I usually stay at the Park Hyatt when I'm in Tokyo, but the Grand Hyatt is lit. I'm in Roppongi Hills, I'm next to everything. The Park Hyatt is legendary, but it's in Ginza, which is like the Beverly Hills district. And and it's just kind of further out from things that I want to do. Everything that you could possibly fucking imagine is here. When you're talking about shopping, nowhere on this earth can fuck with Tokyo. Like I'm talking not Harrods, not fucking Bergdorf's, not even the illest shit in Korea, it's close. But Tokyo is just next level. When you're talking about, I forgot this fucking new department store I just went to. What the fuck was it called? Dude, I was in there and they had Kobe's in there. Kobe sixes, whatever. Any kind of Jordan shoe you could think of. Any sick ass SB dunk. And there's a person in there turning them into golf shoes as you wait is fucking insane. Isatan department store is next level. You go in there and get you a fucking human made fit and get you some Montclair, get you a fucking full DR Ohm suit get you some Cone Garcon. Then you go and get some golf gear, go get your girl fitted up in some Prada, get her in the fucking, you know, you name it, Louis Gucci, fucking whatever, Bottega, Balenciaga, all that. Then you go downstairs and they got a liquor department. Then they got fucking appliances. This shit is like the next level. It's like mixing Harrods, Barneys, Bergdorf's, Best Buy, and fucking Roger Dunn Golf Store in one, right? And on top of that, all the shoes you could think of Fucking in fucking sane. We'll get to the golf shit after. I had literally probably the most legendary 24 hours of my short lived golf career, which is continuing the people that I've connected with here on the PGA tour. Shout out to my agency, XL Sports Management. But again, the exchange rate is absolutely nuts. A 300 fucking usual $300 dinner that I usually have is like 125. And I'm not still a steep thing, but when you're traveling, You know, I'm not trying to get cheap food. You know, there is cheap food. But remember, I got ulcerative colitis. So I'm not like trying to have my stomach fucked up out here. But um, flew out here first class. It was fucking nice. Uh, It was um, better than I thought it'd be because it's been three years since I've taken a flight this long. You know, being in a pod in a suite is nice. And again, I've been looking at cribs over here, looking at shit. There's actually some decent ass cribs out here for like 1.5 million. Like, I don't know, man. It's just... You understand when people come here, why they could stay here for three months, a year, here. And there. I mean, I'd go fucking broke. Cause I realized, you know, if you're averaging about a thousand a day and just spending, you know, you already realize what the fuck that's gonna be if you stay here for a month. And of course you could go a lot less. It's just, there's just so much shit here. Picari sweat everywhere you go, in the vending machines, everything you could think of. The sushi is just fucking phenomenal, obviously. My boy Hiroshi, who I've known since Nike Talk, I've known him for 20 years now. He had a store in Yokohama called Essence, and I believe it still might be around, but um, we did our first official Methamphibian collaboration with them here in Tokyo, and this is when Methamphibian was the biggest sneaker customizing company in the world, the hottest, did shit with Undefeated, did shit in fucking New Zealand, we did shit all over the place, and our shoes were going for fucking $2400 20 years ago. Right? And, um, you know, I'm Roppongi Hills right now. So the Roppongi Hills mall here has a store called, uh, Estination and it's such a nice department store. It makes fucking Saks Fifth Avenue look like fucking Sloss and Swap meat. right? That's no cap. And there's golf. There's obviously one of the most hottest expensive brands out here. Capital starts with a K food out of this ass. There's obviously a McDonald's here. I haven't hit it yet. Starbucks coffee shops. Golf stores, everything, United Arrows, Beams, all the hot shit that you'd wanna see when you come to Tokyo. And it's just been nuts. My suite is nothing absolutely crazy, but for Tokyo, if you get a 400 square foot room, your shit is balling. You get a 700 square foot room and you're like, you're in some shit. So I'm in like a 1200 square foot, uh, they call it the diplomat suite. And uh, I'm on the top floor. The grand club here is just next fucking level. The service here, there's no service like Japan. Philippines is, is pretty close. Korea is even closer. I, I scratch that. Philippines and Korea are just insane with the service. Tokyo is another level. Now, there's still rules here. Shit like you can't walk into a restaurant without a mask. You literally take it right off. They take your temperature everywhere you go, you know, the whole nine, everything. It's, I'm in heaven, guys. Literally in fucking heaven um, sweet is amazing. The room service here is out of control. The fucking breakfast here is nuts. I've actually changed my internet fasting time. So I'm like certain days when I have breakfast, all right, boom, I have my early breakfast, start eating at like eight 30. And then basically I'll stop eating at six. You know what I mean? So I can still make it and at nighttime. Fuck it. I'm drinking water and, and having my fucking straight up oolong tea, you know? But I you know had a chance to walk around Harajuku, do some shopping, try to get some shit for my grudge Chanel because the exchange rate is so crazy. But been just having a fucking amazing time. You know, um, been eating Yakuniku almost had it three times since I've been here. that's you know, obviously, you know, Japanese barbecue. There's a spa called Mampuku in Los Angeles. And their their first location is on the official Sautel you know, Boulevard, and that's where um the uh, little Japanese town is. When Little Tokyo wasn't really popping during the early 2000s, and mid-2000s, it was kind of like dead. Sotel took over and there's a Japanese barbecue place called Mampuku, M-A-N-P-U-K-U. And it's fucking amazing. They have one in Costa Mesa, which is not as good. And I think Anjin is better in Costa Mesa. And then they got a Mampuku on Third Street, right across the street from my store at Beverly Center. And they actually have the mothership here in Roppongi Hills, and I had fucking A5 Wagyu. I had fucking shit tongue. I had fucking, you know, um, ribeye, outside skirt. Just It was just delicious. All the food, and, you know, some kimchi, just everything I've ate here has just been fucking fantastic. My boy hero, she took me to a spot in Ginza. Well, actually in the area of Imperial Palace and it had official unagi. There was this ramen place that we we're gonna go to, but there was like fucking 40 people waiting in the line. I was like, nah, I'm good. I ain't tripping on ramen, but as soon as Cuddy touched down, this motherfucker wants to immediately go to Curry Up, and we had to go, and shit was delicious, and by the way, if you guys don't know, Curry Up is a chain out here, they have a few stores, and um, it's owned by Nico, uh, formerly a Bathing Ape, obviously owns Human Made now, so we're out here, and the second night I'm here, Ruby Rose and this girl named Awich, and Awich is a really famous rapper here in Tokyo. And um, I don't even know her, but she was following me. And Ruby's like, yo, pull up. Like, what's good? I wanna see you the whole nine. And Ruby Rose now is like the new little Kim of rap. And I've known her for a long time. So I was trying to, and then it was like my, you know, second night, it was like 1150. She hit me at like midnight, like 12, 11, like 20 minutes after I passed out. I was like, nah, dog, I gotta get my jet lag off. Like, you know, I wanted to see her and everything, but I couldn't. So I passed out and it was cool because I was able to stay up until 11 o'clock each night took my little fucking sleep medicine, boom, wake up at like seven, eight, I'm crisp. So last night I didn't get a whole lot of sleep because I was out with some clients and they took me to a special Yaki Nuku place. I don't know what the fucking name was. It was no English, no nothing. They ordered everything. And I had raw liver, which is, I guess, I don't know. I don't think it's illegal, but it's like, I don't know it's forbidden. It's just like a very exotic delicacy. And it wasn't that bad. It wasn't anything I would love to fucking, you know, have to have again, but it, was, it wasn't it was that bad. And so had these clients of mine who spent at least a million dollars with me in the last few years, took me out for a fucking great time, brought me some Chrome Hearts gear and shit. Like I was like, goddamn, motherfuckers came with gifts and everything. And we had a good time. Went to a karaoke bar after. It was chilling. It was crazy. Cause like a bunch of the guys from PGA tour were like, yo, where you at, man? We're trying to go out. And I was like, it's Sunday night. I ain't really shit popping. And I had my clients. I couldn't really, you know, meet up with them. Um, My boy David Lipsky happens to be a Korean Jew, it's crazy. And uh, uh, my boy Colin Morikawa. So, you know, I just uh, posted up with my boys last night and we was kicking it, having a good ass time. And everywhere they took me, basically any accommodation vehicle wise has been in a Toyota Alford. And I've been talking about the Alford for ever. Right, For the last six or seven years, I've been trying to bring one here. They say they have some in Canada, but it ain't the same. Then they have a Lexus version, which is even nicer. It's like $180,000, $200,000 minivan. Super nice, Maybach-type interior. So that's been pulling them, You know, pick me up from the airport. The PGA Tour sent me one. I've just been rolling around. And last night, had dinner with my clients. And again, the food was just fucking phenomenal. Went to this fucking croquis bar that had um, Hibiki 17, we was drinking Macallan and like, you know, I don't really drink like that. And you know, I know it fucked up my intermittent fasting, but woke up with zero hangover. So how can you fucking like be upset at all whatsoever? Another thing too is I went to Ginza and this is not a golf talk, it was just Taylor-made talk. Taylor-made Japan did a licensing deal with Taylor-made America. And so they have the IP and they actually make merch here. So you can't buy tailor-made polos, uh, beanies, and things like that, even bags and all that shit. They have their own deal. And it's like in literally in the heart of the most expensive part of Tokyo, the most expensive rent, the most expensive real estate, you name it, and it's right there next to Hermes, next to Chanel, in like the fucking fanciest part of town. There's tailor-made Japan in Ginza. They have exclusive gear. They took fucking care of I me. Mean, shout out to my boy, Mike Barbeauty you know, uh, head of marketing at TaylorMade, he made sure they comped all my shit. Picked up some jackets, picked up some sweaters, picked up some stuff for my kids, got some hats that were exclusive here, got some head covers, got ball carriers, got fucking this TaylorMade leather belt that's sick, got some rain jackets, got some polos. They got this United Arrows collaboration. United Arrows is like, what the fuck is United Arrows like? United Arrows is like a Brand, much nicer than Aritzia. Any guys out there with a girl who has any fashion sense knows that Aritzia is like the hottest brand that girls love. It's affordable, it's cool. Well, that's what this shit is out here, except United Arrow is a little higher, you know what I'm saying? Like, And they did a collaboration with uh, TaylorMade, picked up some fire gear, just golf heaven out here. I'll get more into the golf heaven shit, but it was just amazing, had a great experience there. They have a fucking simulator inside, they get full custom fitting all that shit, and uh, golf is obviously on a different level out here, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, so a few things kind of changed, and I'll speak more about it on Wednesday because I got some shit that I'm gonna get into um, on um, Thursday's episode, but goddamn, man, I can't talk enough about how fucking amazing this trip has been so far, and just, again, the food, you know, having access to everything that I need walking around, you could just get lost for days and there's just like, you're good. You know, I went to ABC Mart and that's like a, a Foot Locker. It's like Japan's version of Foot Locker. And I picked up some Air Max 90s, a color I've never seen before. They had ballistic mesh, they had like a clear gum sole. There was like three different parts. It was like like suede, leather and mesh. And you know, it's usually 150, whatever plus stacks. They were $88 out the door, had to grab a pair. There's Air Force Ones I've never seen, 40th anniversary Air Force Ones, that had these crazy colorways. Again, those were fucking 70 bucks when they're usually like fucking 120, especially for like special collaboration. Got some Katsusando in in, in Harajuku's fucking fire. By the way, if you're out here and you want to eat kind of chill, find places that have Katsusando, things like that, that's fine, but there's a Luke's Lobster out here and you cannot compare it to Boston, can't compare it to the one in San Francisco, can't compare it to the one in Vegas is just different. The way they prepare the lobster with the butter and the fucking, the bread they use is just crazy. The garlic and the butter on that too, and how soft it is and how good sandwiches and everything out here is just fire, right? Like I can't even describe it because a lot of places I go into, then they didn't even have fucking names to them because I'm just being taken around. But, you know, did more shopping, got my kids some shit. You know, Kaya's really addicted to Hello Kitty. And, um. It was just, I don't wanna fucking leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't wanna leave. I had some O Toro and some Uni, and it, it was just, it was just fire. And the crazy thing is, again, I had at least $275 in sushi, and the bill was like barely 100 bucks. Now, the only thing that is really expensive here is Uber. You take a nice Uber, it is fucking hell expensive. Taxis can kind of get pricey depending where you're going, but like, I was going kind of far to different areas and uh when i found out my boy sup doc was here right he runs this vietnamese parody page and he's crazy vietnamese dude from chicago we connected had some dinner he's like yo i'm gonna take you out for dinner dog he's like yo we can't go over a thousand dollars i was like, oh, homie i ain't tripping whatever and me and him we, we've chatted online he's friends with jimmy boy and then finally like we sat down and chatted up and i was like bro i gotta get you on the show like while I'm being spontaneous, like you really got a crazy ass story, dog. Like we got to get into it. So he's gonna come on the podcast in a couple minutes, and I just can't explain, you know, how fucking amazing this is. It is. I'm literally in heaven, right? Everything I could possibly want is here. I'm very blessed. Um, I did want to say this. I said this on my stories. None of this happens without my wife. I really think about what she sacrificed. And some people are like, oh, you know, she's with you for money and blah, blah, Yo, know, she comes from money. The fuck are you talking about? She comes from way longer generations of money than I do. It's the fact that the way she was raised, how amazing of a woman she is, how amazing of a human she is, how more amazing of a mom and wife she is to be that support system. And I know my kids right now told you, I was running on thin. I came out here and I'm running on thick. I'm running on thick so much, I'm anxious because I'm trying to fucking talk fast as possible because I'm going to get into this interview and then finish the show. Without Nicolette, this show don't happen. My life don't exist the same way. My success, everything. She has held down everything that I need her to held down, hold down. And it's been fucking amazing being married to this woman for uh, almost 11 years now. We've been together for almost 13. It, it's been really an experience and a blessing that I can't even describe. Now, to, to, I wish I could end it and go to the commercial with some shit, but I got to talk about stupid-ass Kanye again. You know, me and Cuddy don't talk about Kanye. There's something that, like, you know, he's even tried to get a hold of me. Like, hey, man, Kanye you wants your number again, da-da-da-da. But I'm, dog, I ain't fucking with dude. And, you know, they have a deeper history than me, but I've known Ye longer than he has. They might have spent more time, but, you know, like, he just don't want me to bring it up. And when you think about the antics and all the shit that's going on, I just gotta say this before we go into the commercial. Kanye is out there spitting that Candace Owens bullshit. Listen, Candace Owens is a smart girl. She's articulate, she's intelligent, and everything else. I found out through some videos of classmates of her from high school that this girl went through a lot of trauma. And the NAACP backed this woman, got her lawsuit money, got her funds, so she was okay. I'm sure she has some other PTSD. I think she studied, focused that energy, and decided to redirect it on her own people and just be on some elitist black white supremacy shit. And when I say black white, like she is black, obviously she cannot wake up and not see the color of her skin, but she's on some fuck shit. And she's been spewing this bullshit about George Floyd was killed by fentanyl and da, 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 whatever. People say he had COVID, all these other things. Look, man, at the end of the motherfucking day, this fool died because of lack of oxygen. Some people would be like, oh, well, you know, you died of fucking of pneumonia, which is a complication of COVID. No, no, look, dog. The motherfucker could have lived if people just fucking let him be, whether he was high or not or anything. So Kanye is going on Drink Champs and other shows saying that George Floyd was not killed by the police, but he died by fentanyl. And the police were not even on his neck like that. He watched it. But yo, bro, what are you doing? Fam, let me tell you something about defamation. It's crazy. And, and this is specifically something I know about, but this is a whole different thing. Alex Jones, the dumb fuck, just lost a billion dollars, okay, over a defamation case for the school shooting. A billion dollar legit settlement, and because Kanye can afford it, believe me, they'll take it. Like, dog, don't fuck around and fuck with his family like this, man. You're really doing some stupid-ass shit, and I don't even know why you're doing it. Some of the stuff you say, I understand where you're coming from with it with how the, you know, the Jewish people, you know, this and the the narrative with black people and if this happens, blah, blah, whatever. Look, man, I'm not saying it's easy. When you start going against the Jews and half my family's Jewish, you know, it's just not gonna be a good look for you because they control a lot of shit and you already lost your bank account. You got other shit going on. I really think it's just a matter of time before somebody assassinates his ass or he really ends up in a place where like, again, dude, chill, yay yeah you literally need to chill and just shut the fuck up like you're just fucking stupid as fuck and I don't know why you're being this stupid but you just gotta just fucking relax man Like this is absolutely not a fight you can win I appreciate the bravery but the stupidity is outweighing it so anyways guys we're gonna uh, pay some bills and then we're gonna jump into the SUPDOC interview and uh yeah man been fucking amazing I don't wanna leave All right, we'll be right back, y'all. Now, BTB Army, I have told you before and I will tell you again, you need to have your money working for you. In times like these, who doesn't need a secondary income stream? All right, well, here it is. You've heard me talk about Captain Picks, a sports betting consultancy company I own with Jordan, Miles, and Michael Rapport. But have you joined yet? If you haven't, now is the time. Go to captainpicks.com and use promo code BALLER to get a daily or weekly buy one, get one for free. Honestly, We make it so easy for you that you do not need to even know anything about sports to win on the daily and that is no cap our expert captains lead our community of winners every day in sports all around the world why are we the best because we have membership plans to fit every budget and if you opt in for a subscription there are big savings to be had go to captainpicks.com and use promo code baller to get a daily or weekly Buy one, get one free. What's up, BTB Army? How you doing? It's your boy, The Wash Lord. We got a very special guest in the house. We got my boy, Sup Doc, in the house. He happened to surprise me. He's like, oh, man, I'm in I'm in Japan, bro. What's up? Let's go get some dinner and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, fuck, man. Uh, yo, Sup Doc, what's good, bro?
1: What's up, man? Happy to be here, man. See you in Tokyo, man. What the fuck, man?
0: Ben follow man. Oh shit, dog. So so, I can't believe you're really here, bro. It's crazy to meet you, man. Um, are you related to Johnny Dang, bro? What? <laughs> what do what you mean, man? What you try to say, dog?
1: <laughs> fuck with me, man. What the fuck? Man, I don't so, know that, man.
0: What What are you doing here in Tokyo?
1: Man, just chilling, man. Going on vacation, man. You know? Yeah. Where Where were you before
0: here, man? Oh, uh, Vietnam.
1: Oh, you're in Vietnam, yeah, did, man. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, some yeah, some fun was. Yeah,
1: party, do balloon, and we can drink. You know, hang out with girl.
0: You you eat banh mi or what, man?
1: Yeah, banh mi. Like oh, you, banh mi. Yeah, man, you
0: say it wrong, man. How, what's what's the spring roll call again? Is it cha jiao or something?
1: what? dem cuốn, gọi cuốn, ha? The fact, man, Đủ, man. Say it right, man. I know you're Korean, man, but you have Vietnamese friend, man. The fuck.
0: So you you just here in Japan, just
1: chilling? Like, what, what's the purpose here? Yeah, just chilling, man. Just fucking chilling, dog. Eat sushi, ramen, sexy, you know?
0: How about the Yakiniku place we went to the night? Oh, cool.
1: man. A5 Wagyu, man. Buttery, soft, man. melting the grill. Fucking. That, that, man uh. you guys got to go to that place,
0: man. Yeah. It's fucking good, right? Yeah, so good. Shit, they got, they got that in fucking Little Saigon or no?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. The Costa Moisa. Yeah. <laughs> Costa Moisa. Uh, they, they have the one, man.
0: So, shit, bro. So, tell me about yourself, bro. Like, where you grew up, man? Oh, man, uh. Chicago, man. Chicago? Oh, shit, dog. For real, man? So how long you been in Tokyo right now?
1: Uh, three weeks. Three weeks? Oh, shit, man. It's expensive out here, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> how long were you in Vietnam for?
1: Oh, one month, man.
0: One month?
1: Yeah, man. 30 days, something, man. Yeah.
0: Did you see my boy TK out there?
1: TK, yeah. That's my dog, man. He took me to go a uh, club Indigo, man. We have good time. District 2,
0: Yeah. How come everyone says, we you know, like, white people, they, they say it new juin or new new in and this and that? like What
1: the fuck? They're saying it wrong, man. Fucking white watch style, man. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> so, bro, let me ask you, man. Like, you know, Asians, we look good for our age. You uh, know, like, you no. know, motherfuckers don't think I'm 50, right? Like, bro, you can't be 60, bro. How old are you, man?
1: 60? I'm 47, man. Oh, you're 47? Yeah, God. man. almost 50, though, man. But people tell me I, I look like 24 or something, man. Oh, shit,
0: dog. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so anyways, man. This my boy Sup Doc, man. He he runs a parody page, you know, he's he's doing it for fun, bro. He's just fucking <laughs> real, we having fun and shit. So real talk, bro, like um what are you doing at like like how do you like afford to pay to be out here and stuff? Oh, man, just uh advertising, bro.
1: Well, it all started with fucking birthday shoutouts, right? And I was doing those for free. And then people started donating me money for it. And I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should start charging. And then went from like 20 bucks to 30 bucks to 60. And then next thing you know, I was doing like business shout outs. And then now I'm getting paid on retainer from a few companies. And then now I'm just, I was like, as soon as I get this money, I'm going to travel and just live my life. You know what I'm saying? And that was my, my, my goal. My dream is to travel the world, you know? So I'm just, that's why I'm just chilling.
0: That's fucking amazing, bro. Yeah, man. So wh- where have you been like in the last year?
1: boy, um, so far, just uh, Vietnam and Japan um what was that before that oh yeah at yeah, Jakarta yeah you Bali. Were, I was in, in Bali I was in Bali for a whole month yeah that was lit dude yeah I was just chilling so what was it like in Bali I haven't been to Bali in 20 years bro huh? it's beautiful man and then like everything's super cheap over there sometimes I was only spending like $5 a day on food and shit you know I don't really need much to be happy you know what I mean Yeah. and even when I wanted to go and party like Drinks are cheap. Bottle service is cheap. It's way cheaper than the U.S., you know? So, it's just... I don't know. It was dope so was h- How much is bottle service in, in Bali, I guess? Dude, I think you're only going to spend, like, like $100 on a bottle. $100 200 Shut yeah. the fuck up, yeah. bro. Yeah for, yeah, for, like, something regular. What do what the girls look like out there? Uh, they're, they're, they're cute, yeah.
0: They're okay? Yeah, pretty good, man. You know, <laughs> they around. You wasn't out there smashing people? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to disclose that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... um.
1: Were you solo dolo? Were you out for some friends, or just no? I was with my homie Carl the whole time, and he's actually on this trip with me right now. Yeah. Okay.
0: Did you guys know anybody out there? You just went out there, just no. It.
1: We just went out there, bro. I mean, there was uh, actually, you know who we met up out there? You know, DJ Shine from Drunken Tiger back in the day, that Korean uh, hip hop group in like the '90s. So, bro, Drunken Tiger is one of my oldest friends. Yeah, yeah. The other guy, DJ Shine, the other yeah. dude. Yeah. So he, he he was staying out there, and then I met up with him. And I was like, oh shit, I'm a big fan of yours because I grew up listening to like uh, Korean so, hip hop. So JK.
0: Drunken yeah. Tiger. Yeah, yeah. We went to high school together, bro. Oh, shit. He moved from Korea to America, didn't speak English. Yeah. Was rapping in Korean, bro. Yeah. Let me tell you a fucking crazy story that I revealed here on BTB, on yeah. the Behind the Baller podcast. Uh huh. Have you heard of a very high end men's fashion brand called Mike Amiri? Nah. Oh, you yeah, can... yeah, yeah. No, I have. Yeah, yeah. Amiri Jeans. Yeah, Amiri. Yeah. Amiri. Mm-hmm. You've heard of Amiri, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most popular, hottest brands in men's fashion. Like the jeans cost $1,700. You know, they're very expensive. Yeah. Mike Amiri was the original member of Drunken Tiger, bro, before DJ Shine was. Oh, shit. Bro, the motherfucker was a famous rapper. Yeah. And he's fucking Persian, bro. He's fucking, you know, he's he's Iranian. I'm sorry. Can you believe that shit? Like, this most random thing in the world. And I didn't know. I never put two and two together because the dude looks like a totally different person. I didn't see him for almost 20 years. Yeah. No, more than that. 25 years. It's crazy. So, okay, so you was out there. What do you like about Japan so far, bro? Man, dude, everything about it, dude, like just the vibe
1: of being out here like I just I feel safe um, the food's great out here um, I just like how everybody's just to themselves and humble and nobody like really bothers you about anything so I mean that's that's the only thing that could come to my head right now yeah. yeah but the culture everything man just this they have this like different everybody has this different like swagger out here you know like
0: and everyone's very respectful yeah the service is there's nowhere in the world even like I was saying in the Philippines it's amazing but it's a different because it's elite service like it's a you know what I'm saying like yeah and all the bathrooms are clean. We oh, we're yeah. talking, about, yeah, bro. That's such an important thing because you know I, I talk about my ulcerative colitis. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta go take a shit. I gotta do something. I haven't had that problem here, you know, because I'm yeah. I'm on a better fucking diet now. But I mean, um, it, it's a flex when you go into like some random place, you know, and you know there's a clean bathroom. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the page a little bit. So, the first time I know it went really viral was the
1: airfoc one, right? Yeah, That was the guy Vicious. So he tagged me, and then I reposted it, and then that's when that shit went viral. So God. shout out to Vicious and um, his homie P too.
0: That's crazy, yeah. bro. And then the page just started blowing up, started getting big, and then you started doing parody videos and shit and stuff. And like,
1: yeah, man. Um, I was just doing it for fun in the beginning, just to like fuck around. And then like next thing you know, I was like, damn, it's kind of like bringing the whole like uh, Vietnamese community together in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. And I was like, dang, this thing's actually bigger than me now. You know, like. Uh, and you did it
0: for like fun, right? Like it yeah, was just to, to, yeah. ha- to have a good time. Yeah.
1: And I'm still doing it for fun. You know what I mean? I don't script anything. Anytime I make these videos, I, it's just like, I got to be in a silly mood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I'm eating a little bit of Mr. Mushies or some shit, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let me ask you, dude, like the page, you're having a good time yeah. out here, you know, how are you like, for instance, okay, besides that, mm-hmm. Is there something else that you're doing to make money? Or are, you, are you being smart with it? Are you investing in it? Are you, are you, are you, are you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, a, I'm investing a lot of money.
1: And um, like SupDoc
0: gave me that opportunity to invest my money,
1: you know, because I saved up a lot of that money during the pandemic. So basically, all those birthday shout outs and all those ads, I saved a lot of it. And then I, I put some of it into real estate and then some other shit too, you know?
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, so it's changed my life. You know Do you, you mean? know Thatch?
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: yeah, I follow him. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like just random to have, you You know, I show love to all Asians. It'll matter Yeah but let me ask you man has anybody like any famous people slid in the DMs on the sub talk page or no uh yeah yeah, but I don't want to, you know. No, I'm just, I'm <laughs> t- I'm just talking about girls. Like, are there any, any any cool people just like hit you up or like? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are. Yeah, like
1: um, uh, Ronnie Chang. Sometimes he'll be DM me and send me like Vietnamese voice notes and be like, "Oh man, I'm gonna try to CBD bun me or some shit." Like <laughs> random shit, you know. Is Ronnie pretty, he's he's a friend of mine. Is yeah. is he pretty good
0: at the Vietnamese accent? Yeah,
1: he's he's yeah, he's, he's pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, hey,
0: Ronnie, step your shit up, dog. Step your shit up, bro. <laughs> so realistically, like you know, you're living a dream. You know, no, I'm not gonna tell you how old he is, but he's Young dude, he's having fun out here. Where do you see this page going? Are you just gonna just write it out, or
1: yeah, I'm just going with the flow with it, man. Um, Honestly, it started just having fun and joking around, but now like I feel like I have this responsibility to bring the Vietnamese community from all over the world together, and in Vietnam too. And I just want to be able to unify it through humor and through things that we can relate to. You know what I mean? Because first it started just like as just trolling, but then. now it's become me putting out my life story and whatever's relatable to everything that I've gone through in life growing up as a Vietnamese American. So if you if you actually watch a lot of my cartoon skits, it's a lot of like stuff that I've been around and stuff that I've lived through, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad that like people from even Canada, Australia could relate to it, to the music, to the culture and everything. Yeah. So it's it's a beautiful thing to see. You know what I mean? Nah,
0: for sure, bro. It's fucking amazing. Like if I see the Family Guy shit, I'd be dying. But I'm like, <laughs> yo, this motherfucker's crazy, bro. Fucking... <laughs> Yo, has Johnny Dang ever messaged you before or no? Uh, no, no, he hasn't messaged me, man. No, it's crazy because he did the Airfuck One thing. He did his own. He did yeah, it pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah. But he's, yeah. you know, he got fucking real Vietnamese, like for real, accent and shit. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's he's a super doc, man. That's he's a doc for real, dog. Um, oh,
0: is doc like a? Is that like a term?
1: I mean, I started that shit kind of, you know, like because, right. because just because of my other older homies growing up, my Vietnamese homies, a lot of them were born in Vietnam, yeah. so they all had the Vietnamese accent, you know. when whenever they say "sup dog," they say "sup dog."
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know oh I mean? <laughs> shit! I forgot. You know that Vietnamese dude who went viral? He was saying one, two, three. Four, oh, so five. I did. Yeah, bro, Is, he's in the Vietnam. Yeah, he's
1: in Vietnam. Yeah. Does he follow you? Uh, I don't know if he follows me, but uh, my homie manages him. I think. Yeah.
0: Oh, for real? Yeah, he did sure, a yeah. shout out. He did a Ben Ball. He did the change. Oh, he job. did. Yeah yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's funny, bro. <laughs>
0: and he charges a lot, bro. So like he. Oh, he, for real? Yeah, he charges like fifteen or two, three thousand dollars for a shout out. Damn. I don't know anymore if he's doing it, but dude, he put an album out. It sold. Records. Yeah. Damn,
1: two, three racks. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, dude, you need to step your shit up, bro. Damn. No, I'm playing, man. So let me ask, bro. Like, where do you see yourself in, like? Five, 10 years from now, like you know, for real. Honestly,
1: I haven't even like I don't even think that far ahead. Like I just right now I'm living my dream, bro. I don't really need much to be happy. The fact that I'm able to be in Japan and like make money online and go anywhere I want to go and have enough money just to get there and like be able to eat what I want to eat, that's that's all that matters to me. That that's what makes me happy. I don't need a fancy car or like a like a huge house or like materials like I'm living life right now, bro. Like, this is my dream. This, What I'm doing right now is how I just hope that I'm alive in the next five years. That's it. Because I've had a lot of friends pass away in my life, you know? And I keep thinking, like, damn, like, they saved all this money. They worked so hard. And they never got to do all these things. So, it's like, shit, I want to be able to live out those things that they couldn't live out. You know what
0: I mean? That's real talk, bro. Yeah. That's crazy, man. So, I mean, like, let's say, for instance, you get an opportunity to do a movie or something, right? Yeah would you do it because you know you expose your face would you want to do it as sub talk or would you just do it as something else i don't know man i like my privacy like if i were to do something
1: i would be a voice actor okay but i don't want to like put myself out there i like my privacy i want to be like eating and when not in a good mood to like talk to people and the people coming up to me I don't, I don't really like that you know what i mean it's it's cool you know that people like follow my page and it got big enough but like I, I like my privacy still too you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i mean it's it's dude i, I talk about it all the time on the show yeah i can't go to the movies anymore like, you know, even like wherever I go, bro, even here in Japan, you know what I'm saying? I be bothered fucking, you know, yeah. every day I walk outside, I get bothered. Yeah. You know, when I was meeting you yesterday in Harajuku, bro, I got stopped like three times, you know, like was in, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know how part, you deal with that, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, for the most part, people are pretty cool out here. Though, yeah, yeah. You know? So, all right, dog, man, look, man, I just wanted to have an impromptu real quick, like nice little conversation, you know, and everything, right? But before we break out of here, dog, because I just wanted to have you on here because you're fucking cool as hell. Give me like your top three favorite spots in Little Saigon and, and uh, Westminster. Well, I eat pho like every week. So I would
1: highly recommend pho lovers and pho holic for beef pho. But if you want oxtail pho, go to pho lu. I've then, been to pho lovers before. Yeah, yeah. What was the other place? Uh, pho lu. That one has good uh, oxtail pho. What about the other? You said pho holic, you said? Yeah, pho holic's good too for beef pho too. But for chicken pho, it's called pho songhai. And are these all on both sides? It's on the area, yeah. Okay. But yeah, um, for... Uh Oh yeah, you, you like those crunchy spring rolls? Oh, you know about that. Everybody knows about that, bro. Darn. Oh come on, bro. Darn. The yeah, sauce yeah, yeah. is crazy. That sauce man. is
0: fire, man. I think they have a second location now, right? right, yeah. right? yeah. You know what's good too? In six two six, summer rolls. That place is good too for for that. I never heard of it. Six two six is much closer to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You should you should try that spot. Summer rolls. How about for like? I mean, do you like Lee sandwiches for bun Me or do? Like, nah, it's okay, bro. You know it's, the best ones I've had have just been some ra- like let's say for instance there's been like a random Vietnamese donut shop. Yeah, yeah. Like where they have like egg sandwiches and everything. And I was like, "Oh shit, y'all got bomb me here." Okay, fuck it. Try it. And I'm like, "God damn, this shit is so bomb." Where's a good baguette spot? All right, try Bun
1: Me Chackalee on Brookhurst and McFadden. Just o- that o- only that location though. Only that location, okay? Oh man, yeah. that's my shit. Yeah, get the barbecue pork with fried
0: egg. I never have fried egg on a fucking banh mi. Oh before. dude, you
1: yeah, you got to get the fried egg, bro.
0: Man, dog, that's fucking lit. <laughs> yeah. bro. Are there any good Vietnamese spots to go to in Chicago or no? In Chicago,
1: um if you want Bambawe, uh Cafe Hoang Coffee yeah. Wong, right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Houston before? Houston? Yeah. Do you know Southwest Houston is all fucking Vietnamese out yeah, there? Yeah, right? there's a lot of good Vietnamese food
0: out there too. Yeah. I yeah. Like, I need I still need to explore more of it though. Yo, can you explain to me real quick like why is like baguette bread like why are Vietnamese so fucking good at making fucking bomb ass bread? Uh maybe because they they got it from the French? I mean, France invaded Yeah, France invaded uh the Vietnam, right? I mean, in, like in a gist like what's like the story behind that? Uh yeah, I don't know the details, bro. <laughs> <laughs> here, oh, I, what the I, fuck I, you're talking about? Yeah, but there's no French colonized. You French know what I'm saying? that's we get the baguette from them. Yeah. But that's crazy. So like in Vietnam, right? If you have pho in Vietnam, right? Yeah. Compared to like, I don't know, you know, compared to being on Bolsa Ave, is it comparable or is it completely different?
1: Um, it's a little different. It's good, but it's also really good on Bolsa too. So it's pretty comparable. But, but the, the I mean? price I, is way different, right? Oh yeah. You could get a bowl of pho in um in Saigon for like two bucks or less. And a lot, right? Yeah, uh, not a lot. The portions are a lot smaller, but um, but it's still really good, man. It's fucking fire.
0: Damn, bro. Mm-hmm. What are the Vietnamese girls like in Vietnam?
1: Um, a lot of them are light skin. They uh, I don't know. I don't know if they like bleach their skin or something like that. But they're all, uh, they but all is, seem it, to it, have it, the same style. But is there like surgery out there, like girls getting boob jobs and shit like that, or it's not? Oh, like I don't know, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they be getting boob jobs or whatever. Can you speak but... Vietnamese? I forgot to ask. Yeah, you. I can speak Vietnamese. Okay, so when they're out there, they speak to you and they. Yeah, yeah, but there's certain words that they they say over there that I don't understand. You know what I mean? like they got new words over there, so I have to like learn new words when I'm over there. Like literally, they they have new vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, because because the Vietnamese I know is like before 1975. You know, from my parents. You know what I mean? Oh,
0: okay. You know what I okay. mean? So
1: so the way our our language evolved kind of evolved with English. You know what I mean? And then over there they they got like
0: different words I never even heard of. You know? It's <laughs> crazy, bro. Yeah, I can't fucking believe that we connected out here. Different language, hilarious. Too. Yeah. Like, we were supposed to connect in different random areas, and all of a sudden, fucking, you're here, bro. It's just nuts as hell. Yeah. Hey, is there anybody you want to shout out? Is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to shout out before we
1: leave? Oh, yeah. My my friend Josh Collard, he's a huge fan of yours. So, if you just give him a shout out, say, what up, Josh, whatever. Yeah, he'll be really happy about that. All (laughs) right, man. What's up,
0: Josh? Where's Josh from, man?
1: Uh, He's from Chicago.
0: Okay, that's what's up. What's up, Josh from the Chi-Town, from the Windy City?
1: Yeah. Is there anybody else you want to shout
0: out? Oh, shit. Hidden Hills, Mr. Mushies. Vibes Air (laughs) Yeah man You know what Shout out to Vibes Air For sending the vapes Definitely the fire vapes Um, Shout out to Hidden Hills They sent me some hats And shit's actually pretty cool And yeah man I just wanted to get A real quick impromptu With my boy Because we have to go Get some fucking food right now And uh, much love BTB Army Yo Miles man Throw on some Lakey Lake we will be right back Thanks up Yeah What up, man? So that's my boy, sup doc. (laughs) Funny dude, man. Um, I love his energy. Um, he's just trying to bring comedy to the world. You know, um, he went through some traumatic shit that me and him shared very similar stories between me and his dad and, and him and my dad and me. And it's just that shit that they went through and they weren't ready to be, you know, dads and like, fuck that. He's a bigger dude than I am as far as like, you know, a person inside. I just think it's too late for me to repair that with my dad. But guys, the day I get here, my boy, Bape from Dave, tells me that there's this spot called Lotte a Golf Club. It was about, I don't know, 25 minutes away from my hotel. I jump in a motherfucking Uber and head over there. And lo and behold, my brain fucking just farts. I pull into this resort. And there's like a fucking Ferris wheel behind it. There's a, it's a 24-hour golf range. And you have to be a Japanese resident. They do guest things, but it's like kind of like you can't be, a, it's crazy, it's weird the way Japan works. They're just like, they couldn't figure it out. And um, you could have a membership or you can buy a one-day pass, but you have to be a resident of Japan. It's weird as fuck. There's like a valet dude. There's just so much shit going on there. There's a place called Victoria Golf. It's a pro shop that has every fucking possible thing you could think of. It's like Roger Dunn, PGA Tour store, times a million. And I go in there, someone recognizes me, starts taking pictures, they're telling them, oh, this, that, blah, blah, whatever. And um, I tell them I'm there for the Zozo Championship, which is the PGA Tour. And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. So I take a picture, dude breaks out an SLR camera, take a picture, boom. Starts walking me inside. And it's three levels, three tiers. By the way, you could hit irons off any level. Most places on the second level, they won't let you hit an iron. Age is different. Now, mind you, golf is so fucking expensive here that range golf is their golf. So they pull up, show me everything. There's a massage parlor there. There's like two or three restaurants. There's like a restaurant. Then there's a cafe. There's a snack shop. There's vending machines with Cari sweat. Everything you can fucking think of. The craziest part about this shit is It is 24 fucking hours a day. After 9 p.m., the rate becomes a lot more expensive. It's like 60 bucks an hour, which is like three times the price of a regular range, but the access of shit you have. You got a pro shop. You got this, this, and this. You got fucking everything. And so I pull up. There's 400 fucking stalls. Okay? Like, I don't even know what to say. There's like 120-something. No, there's less than 400. There's like 120-something stalls on each floor, and it's just Golf, heaven. So I get to work. I brought my clubs out here. I'm like, fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? And there's a fully automated track men there. Ball tracer thing. The fucking tees are automated. You can push how high you want the tee to be, how low. You can adjust it to everything. All the way at the bottom, a little bit just for like, you know, raised up a little bit higher. You know, if you're going to iron off some irons, I mean, tee off some irons, have a little higher for a hybrid, hybrid a little higher for three wood off the tee, for the driver, you name it. Everyone has a different preference. It is fucking lit. And I get to work. I bust an hour out. I must've hit like fucking forty balls. Sore shit after. But let me tell you something, guys. I'm pretty sure most of you motherfuckers have seen my swing now. And I ain't bragging, but we're talking night and day from a month ago. Especially with you know all the training and things I've been going through. And I take my six iron out and I have it on the lowest tee possible and I hit that bitch past the fucking 200 mark and the thing beeps. It goes beep, 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 beep. Each beep for 50 yard increments past 100. Right, it goes 100, beep, 150. Beep, beep, 200. My bad, beep three times. Uh, my bad. No, I beep four times. Uh, no, I was a three iron. My bad. My three wood. fuck. So a six iron, it beeps. I've never hit my 6-iron 200. Ain't no wind inside that bitch. You know, and that motherfucker went straight as a motherfucker. And the crazy part is I pulled my 3-wood out, that bitch went 250. And you could see it hitting the mark. And when people see me and they are like oh, this is cap, this is cap, this is cap, blah, 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 they always have some negative shit because golf is hard. Golf is cruel. And more importantly, golf is hard. The thing is, I've shown track my numbers before. It don't matter. Ain't no CGI. You can see the ball completely clear in these videos now because the lighting in there is insane and it's dark. So you can see the ball go all the way. You know that ball ain't going 121. You know when the ball is sent. You know when the shit's been hit pure, right on the sweet spot, right on the face. My club head speed has changed 20, 25 miles per hour faster. My body movement is with powering the fucking ball is moving faster. And shit is just fucking literally incredible. I'm out here like shit, man, really mashing these balls up, feeling good about myself, having a good range session. And I'm just like, wow, man, the fact that this place again has fucking pro shop, everything just fucked my whole head up. So the next day, it happens to be the third day of the Zozo Championship Saturday, my agent hits me up, says, yo, man, PGA Tour is excited to see you here. You know, we're going to take care of you. You're going to get hospitality. You're going to get everything. I get there. There's like a whole fucking walk you got to go through. There's all these fucking signs everywhere. And it's at this place called the Cordia Country Club in Chiba, Japan. And a little bit of a walk, whatever I get through. They do some security checks. They do some other stuff. There's a bunch of people there. Obviously, everyone's there to see Hideki. Because he's you know the previous champion, plus he's you know national hero because he won the Masters, and I go there, and my agent pulls up with me with this dude Corey, who happens to be one of the directors of the PGA Tour of Japan. And guys, from that moment on, my life changed forever. It was the most insane VIP treatment you could fucking ever imagine. And I was, I, I missed my boy, David Lipsky's tee time his tee off at 8, 8, 10 AM, but I'm just there in time to see my boy Colin Morikawa tee off. And it's a different mindset when you're playing on a golf course, whatever. Okay, cool. It's the same. But when you're playing a PGA fucking tour and the purse is 14 mil, shit hit a little different, you know? So they gave me this credential that gets me inside the ropes even the VIPs who spent crazy money to fucking sit in a certain area at the tee boxes, yeah, it don't matter. I'm sitting literally on the fucking fairway. Not in the fairway, I'm sorry. The tee box area. I'm 20 feet from fucking Colin's feet and I'm watching my man tee off. Hits his driver. They're just like, finally, Colin Morokawa Goes up there, takes a practice swing, goes up. You get 45 seconds to hit the ball once it's your time to go. Smoothest, fucking backswing cocks it back like a motherfucking rubber band and smashes that hole has that motherfucker it goes fucking 305 yards like just boom right onto the middle of fairway too he's playing with another couple of the guys in his in his threesome i think one dude was s writer other dude i don't even fucking pay attention to and i can look for it but i don't give a fuck follow colin for like four or five holes he's playing fucking pretty good and I'm walking on the fucking fair with these guys. He sees me. You know, he's game time. So he's not going to fucking shake my hand or nothing. You know, winks at my eye. He winks. He gives me a wink and shit. I'm chilling. I got to see Figala tee off. This motherfucker hit a ball like 340. Tall, lanky dude from Pepperdine. Fucking balling out of control. Motherfuckers just pure as it. Just out of control. And um, meanwhile, while I'm there, for the four hours I was there, the PGA Tour is documenting... Just my reactions to stuff, you know, me being friends with PGA people, me having fucking tailor made sponsorship, which is like, you know, there's dudes who are in D1 players who are grinding. Corn Ferry Tour, Asia Tour, Canada, you name it. These people are grinding and don't have a Tailormade made sp- let alone have a sponsor that's even at this level. And you know, I know I'm blessed. And I know, and you know people say, oh, because your status, no, no, fuck all that. You forgot I put 25,000 hours in. You forgot I've been grinding for 30 fucking years. Fuck you talking about? Where where the fuck were they? I'm not disrespecting their golf game. Where was they when they was, you know, were they at Burger King working 375 an hour? Maybe some of them were. I know where the fuck I was. So everything that happened by now, for what's going on with me today, ain't by no accident, ain't by no privilege. That shit is the result of hard motherfucking work overall in life. And I've been putting in the work. Even the dude from the PGA was like, yo, I saw your swing. Shit's good, bro. It's pretty good, man. I was like, thank you, man. I meant everything because these guys ain't going to lie to me. They just won't say nothing, especially when it comes to golf. So they recorded a bunch of stuff. I think they're going to do a little small story. I see the PGA Tour starts following me and I lose my shit. I'm like just fucking mind blown. And the only person I really wanted to meet there was Tom Kim, who started following me like a month or two ago. And, you know, he's already won two PGA Tour events. Um, He's tied with Tiger for the youngest to win two and uh, I think he's going to probably win you know, two more before he turns 21. So he's going to beat Tiger's record. And um, after uh, Tom Kim finished, the PGA Tour and Zozo Championship had me use these crazy putters. There was like four of them. One was a hockey puck putter that was like a Happy Gilmore. One was like a tandem putting thing where you putt with somebody else. Then another one was like a carousel, like a Ferris wheel one that has four blade putters and just keeps going. And then one was this fucking... 25 pound putter that was about 24 inches long. It was fucking massive and heavy. I did not want to fuck up their greens. The greens were so fucking fast, y'all. If you understand golf, it was super fast. It was crazy. So, you know, I'm putting around, fucking around. And the guy goes, from 10 feet in, the average PGA tour guy makes 41% of these. So I hit my first putt and I need to figure out, like, you know, what's up? Where's the line at? How's the grass moving? How's the green moving? And it goes like three feet to the left. The next three 10-foot putters from different areas sank all three of them bitches in, right? Then I pull out the Happy Gilmore one, sank four of them bitches in from 10 feet out, chilling, you know what I'm saying? You know, putting's the only thing I could really brag about. And as I do that, my boy David Lipsky pulls up. He, he had just um finished. I don't think he did too well. And there's no cuts in the Zozo Champ. It's 72 players, they just play. But he did definitely well. I think he, he finished like T35 or something. But, you know, we chopped it up for a minute, and now I see Sung J M, who's one of the best Korean players on the PGA Tour. I see Siwoo Kim, and then I see fucking KH Lee. KH Lee just started following me, and I see KH Lee. I'm like, What's up, dog? How you doing, bro? And he's like, Seems confused, whatever. I'm like, Yo, Ben Baller. Like, Motherfucker, you follow me. I don't follow you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do follow him now, but he was like, Hey, how you doing? You know, he was pretty depressed, and I was like, Yo, you okay? He's like, Oh, man, I bogeyed that last hole. And, you know, golf is tough. That bogey is just, you know, fucking put you in a different mood. So, you know, he, Turned in his scorecard, said, what's up? Me pounded out, boom. And I see Tom, I'm like, oh shit, dog. Now, mind you, this dude is, I'm old enough to be his dad, by easily. In fact, I would bet that his dad's probably right there of my age, you know? And um, this man was born in Korea, then moved to like the Philippines and lived in Hong Kong. He's been golfing since he was a little kid. And this dude is the man right now. This dude is, I love his swagger. I love everything. The dude is fucking hilarious. And he's just such a, he looks like a fucking old ass Ajashi, you know? Pulls up, PGA Tour has us, you know, introduce his Ben Ball. Goes, hey, man, what's up, bro? We shake hands. We start talking shit. We start talking about Anthony Kim. We talk about fucking all kinds of things. He didn't know shit. He didn't know who Murakami was. He didn't know who Kid Cudi was. It was crazy because he asked me what I was doing here. And uh, we chopped it up, exchanged phone numbers. You know, he's got a place in Texas. And um, it, he was super cool dude. Super respectful. was dope. And, uh, you know, he's sponsored by Automars. And when you see anyone on the tour, you're never gonna see them wear a watch, except until they turn in their scorecard or what, as soon as they finish the 18th, the Caddy will give them their watch so they could wear it for pictures. And he's sponsored by AP, bro. Like you sponsored by Audemars, like, man. So he's wearing his watch. I'm like, okay, I see you, bro. That's fucking legit, bro. I'm proud of you, bro. What you're doing for Koreans is inspirational. It's humbling, bro. Like what you're doing is is dope, man. I'm excited to, you know, to, it's exciting to watch you. He's like, what you wearing, man? And I was like, oh, I'm not wearing nothing. I'm wearing a low key watch. And I wear my ceramic black, you know what I'm saying, protect Philippe. And he's like, that's low-key. This is fucking amazing. Let me see it. Take it off. He puts it on. He's checking it out. But, you know, I meet the president of Zozo Champ. Sky's a billionaire. He's younger than me. Dude is friends with Elon Musk. He's been to the moon with Elon. He's been everywhere. The dude's like a fucking super G. And, um, you know, it was just crazy. Like, he's actually taking 10 people from Japan to the moon, you have to give them a reason why you want to go. And to put this tournament on each year costs $26 million, $14 million in the purse. And then I guess another, you know, $12 million and whatever. And they usually sell tickets. They do all this other stuff. They raise money and Rolex sponsors and shit. And they make it back, dude. The 18th hole hospitality area, insane. Uni, sushi, toro, uh, fucking pork, steak, rice, just fucking such great food, amazing gift bags, fucking beverage bar, alcohol, you name it. And it has a beautiful fucking view and like a stand of the fucking, you could eat and watch the 18th hole while everyone's coming in, finishing up. It's just fucking lit. There's pro shops selling Zozo merch everywhere. There was a fucking theme park for kids there that could just play. It was a whole different level. My first PGA event couldn't have been a better experience in my life. Especially, got to thank my management, my agency, XL Sports Management. Got to thank Andrew Kipper. I got to thank the PGA Tour, Corey Yashimura, um, the PGA Tour Japan, Zozo. It just unreal. When I left, they gifted me the official PGA Tour towel that they give only the caddies for the you know for the players. And um, again, I'm just I'm so honored and so blessed. To be in this position and, and be treated like this is just fucking nuts. And the craziest part is, like I said, my boy Bape from Dave got us a tea time at this country club, about almost two hours away from here. And the PGA tour said, Hey, on behalf of Zozo, you know, we have this course for one week. We rent for one week. Obviously, the first couple of days the people kind of practice. And then we have the, the championship, you know, we have the four days this. And he goes, We have a day open. And I'm like, please don't tell me what you're going to tell me. I think you're going to tell me. He goes, yeah. Would you like to play this PGA course? It's one thing to play Tory Pines or TPC Harding in these places I've been to where they've had PGA Tour ch- events at. It's a whole other thing to play after the players played there. So I'm playing there tomorrow. I'm playing an actual thing. There's no fucking tee, by I'm playing the PGA tees. It's probably 7,300, 7,500 yards. It is a fucking a massive honor the grass is gorgeous. It looks so, fu- it's so incredible they don't even look real. And then when they put into this fucking thing, like again, Japanese people take, they put this shit on a different level. So just a, waking up on Sunday and seeing the PGA Tour post me with Tom fucking Kim, the hottest dude in golf right now, and saying Tom Kim is the name, Ben Ball did the chain. I'm like, you have to be fucking kidding me. This is this is insane. And um, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of work to do. I'm gonna grind harder. I'm gonna work harder. Um, I'm gonna hit up UGP, which is Urban Golf Performance, which is basically where the best pros go and get physio and get all this fucking, get their footwork done and get body shit done so you can get 20, 30 yards, you know, more on your fucking drives and everything. And I'm gonna get more, my distance is gonna go further and further as I go along. But just a fucking amazing fucking experience in Japan. Another fucking amazing experience is I couldn't find a fucking stream to watch the Seahawks game. So I had to start at the halftime because they wouldn't. There's all these pop ups, all kinds of bullshit. I couldn't use my fucking NFL Sunday ticket account. Seahawks won. The rookies that we fucking have are just fucking amazing. We have such a great rookie class. It was a fucking conference win. Beating the Cardinals definitely meant a lot. It's fucking great. I lost money on my fucking Niners bet, $2,000, whatever. But on the flip side, Seeing the Niners lose to the fucking Atlanta Falcons made me feel better because the Falcons beat us, right? And we should have fucking beat them. But they, they fucking pounded them. I know Miles is pissed off talking about this, but let me bring it back because now Miles is happy. I have never seen worse management in baseball than Dave Roberts. I've complained about it before. When we first started the podcast, Dave Roberts now for real needs to be fired. The pitching choice is everything. He needs to go. He needs to fucking go. I'm sitting around, walking around Harajuku with a client, see that we're up 3-0 and baseball is being played everywhere over here. It's not like the NFL. And to come back and see fucking the Dodgers fucking be down 5-3 after eating some fucking Katsu Sando. Nah, bro. Nah. I can't even fucking believe it, man. We fucking don't. We're not going to NLCS. And, you know, Blake Snell's my boy, but I feel like I hate the Padres. You know what I'm saying? Like It's just fucking embarrassing. It's literally fucking embarrassing. They embarrassed us. It's not like we were good enough. We were. It's fucking sad, man. You know, so it is what it is. <sighs> fucking depressing to win 111 games in the regular season and just to lose like that in the first round is fucking absolutely unacceptable. But yo, guys, I got a full day. I got to go meet up with my boy Cud. You know what I'm saying? Get my rage on. We got a show tonight. Well, he got a show tonight. I'm going to be fucking out there acting up a fool. My boy Steve Aoki's in town. It's going to be crazy. I got this meeting with Murakami coming up tomorrow. I got golf tomorrow. I got all kinds of shit going on. Yo, my time in Tokyo is amazing. I'm going to be live in Tokyo on Thursday's episode as well. So, yo, um, I appreciate you guys. Keep subscribing to the show. Again, I got to thank the PGA Tour for making this trip unbelievable. I got to thank Takashi Murakami for making this trip unbelievable. I got to thank the Dust Brothers, Lakey Lake, Illegal Cartel. And I have to thank more importantly than anybody. I thank everybody who's listening to this right now, the BTP Army. Without y'all, this show wouldn't be a fucking top ranked show. Thank you guys. Please keep telling other people to listen to the show. And I appreciate all the loyal, super loyal, super followers. Thank you guys. And uh, God bless. I will see you back on Thursday, y'all. All right, peace.